Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus with producer Sana Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hi, this is Bobby O.J., program director and morning personality for WDIA, hanging out with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. What's good, y'all? It's Colway, Gold Cupid himself, and you rocking with the Verbally Effective Podcast with Ina Esco. City Planning Commissioner for Ward 5, Jimmy Stokes II, has thrown his hat in the ring for mayor of the city of Horn Lake, Mississippi. Commissioner Stokes is dedicated to empowering the citizens of Horn Lake to take a proactive stand in improving the communities in which they live. Mr. Stokes is a devoted husband and father and community influencer. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I am excited today because we are on, are on episode 160 and I got my neighbor with me, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and he is also over the City Planning Commission for Ward 5 here in Horn Lake, Mississippi. He is the pastor of Northeast Side Church of Christ out there in Bartlett. And guess what? He is running for mayor of Horn Lake, Mississippi. He is a black man running for mayor of Horn Lake, Mississippi. Did you hear me? How you doing today, Mr. Stokes? I'm doing great. God has been good. I'm doing yes. great. Yes, sir. You know, um, I see you down the street often. You are my neighbor. And I was so happy to hear that you are actually running for mayor of Horn Lake because we have been dealing with the same mayor for forever, forever and a day. And, you know, ever since I've been living here um, for about going on 16 years now and not much has changed in this city, it's like we have to go to other places to do the things that we want to do. So um, how do you feel as a black man running up such, you know, up against a person that has been in this role for so long? You know, we often hear stories about, you know, newcomers coming in, running against people that have been on the, you know, in the same position for forever. How do you feel? I feel good. You feel good? I feel good. I feel good. Uh, in all respect to Mayor Latimer, he's, 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 he's a wonderful person, uh, and I think he's done great things for the city. But however, it's time. It's time for a change. It's time for a more aggressive management style. It's time for uh, us to make sure we take care of our finances correctly. It's time for people, somebody to hold people accountable that serve the citizens. Yeah. Uh, and we need that. We don't need 
Uh, of course, we want to have a good relationship with everybody working for the city, but uh, when you're the mayor, you get paid to do a job for the people. Okay. Uh, and not off your personal relationships. It's, it's a job for the people. You represent the people. You're supposed to bring the people uh, the best of everything, whether it's public works, whether it's uh, community policing, whether it's uh, uh, fire response. Uh, I mean, we want to make sure there's somebody holding everyone in the city accountable. Uh, to do their job. And, and, and sometimes uh, we have people in office that have been there for years uh, that have failed over and over again, and we just sit there and let them stay our personal relationships. That's, what the, that's not what the city elect officials for. They okay. elect officials to make sure the right people are there. That's what management is about. The, the mayor is the city manager. Uh, the, the aldermen are the legislators of the city. They represent the ward. Okay. Uh, but, and they have most of the power until it comes to uh, a, a mayor may uh, veto or uh, fight one of their uh, votes. And other than that, he's just a tiebreaker. Uh, but he influenced the city. That, that's why one of my goals is to inspire the city. Because most of Horn Lake has not been woke to what's going on in Horn Lake. No. I want to introduce them to what's going on in your city. Wake up, Horn Lake. Wake oh, up. Wake up. And you know what, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, something that's interesting to me is the political climate that we are currently in where, you know, the good old boy network been running things for so long and there has been so much, as you say, people being woke these days and want a change and want to see some new blood in these positions making, you know, changes that we've been wanting forever. So I am so excited that you are running for mayor um, of this city that is what you said, 60% African-American anyway. Hello, we the majority. 60% minority, 42% African-American, okay. 70% Hispanic. Uh, you're looking at 46% uh, white, and then you have others. So you look at the dynamics of this city, what City Hall look like right now does not represent. No, city. it doesn't. No, it doesn't at all, at all. But you know what? We're going to get more into politics in a minute, but we're going to start at the beginning like we always do on the Verbally Effective podcast with your journey, Jimmy Stokes. Where are you originally from? Memphis, Tennessee, Whitehaven. Whitehaven. Born and raised. Okay, so tell me about growing I'm up. I'm about to Will Smith out on the playground. <laughs> <All> you know. <laughs> tell me about growing up in Whitehaven. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, Whitehaven is, you know, most it's mostly African-American community uh, in Whitehaven. Um, uh, they teach us a lot about uh, being us, being us. It's important to know you. Uh, a lot of people say, I don't see color, but have you had my experience? Mm -hmm. You need to know my experience. That's how we're going to learn each other. Everybody needs to learn their experience. And Whitehaven taught me to be proud of who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, Whitehaven High School. Lord Jesus, that, 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 that's where most of the training go on, yeah. all right? Uh, uh, and then the school systems around Havenview uh, Middle School. Uh, uh, I even was a fairly bulldog at time. I don't tell most people wow. I came up in okay. elementary, you know? <laughs> uh, so I, I grew up over there in my family. So, uh, you know, I got a lot of friends and I had to learn how to be black and gold and orange at times, you know? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Whitehaven just really pushed excellence from all social class in the city, no matter where you come from, no matter what your, your upbringing is, single mother, home or whatever, Whitehaven pushed that. You can be great. And you see the results all over Memphis. And now you see it, it's coming all into DeSoto County. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I had a great, my father and mother, uh, very strong Christian parents, 
I am a pastor's son. I'm a PK, you know. Oh, you're a PK. Okay, PK. <laughs> and, and we had a lot of influence in, in the Kroger Company community uh, so uh, throughout the city. So uh, born and raised in Memphis and proud of it. Proud of wow. it. And you know what? I have so many former verbally effective guests that attended Whitehaven and they are very proud. They are so proud. Um, I hear nothing but great things. And I've seen so many successful people come out of Whitehaven. And um, I know that is a community of strong African-Americans um, that have, you know, instilled so much into this uh, Memphis community that we are all in. And um, we talk about Whitehaven High School. What were you interested? What, what, what type of activities were you involved in growing up, going to Whitehaven High School, Jenny? I was the president of SICME. Um, I was one of the uh, advanced art students. I like to draw and do art. My wife uh, graduated from Ole Miss and she has, has a BA in art. Uh, I played football for the Whitehaven Tigers. Yes. Okay. Football. I, I, now, 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 I wasn't the best player, but I was the one that motivated people to be better, you know. Hey, you need those kind of players, too, though. Yeah, I, I was the player push on the sideline, but I got the game, too, now. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I, I got the best catching percentage at Whitehaven, one for one. Amen. Okay. They found <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, what did you do after you graduated from Whitehaven, Jimmy? Um, I attended Southwest Community College, uh, and then I went on to Southwestern uh Community uh, Southwestern uh, Christian College in Terrell, Texas, HBCU, uh, and there I got my degree in social science, also uh, theology, and I have a associates in business. Uh, so uh, I, I, that, I loved it. I got to go to Texas, spend four years in Texas, get to experience another city, uh, how things are, and, and and even meet some nice people, uh, people in politics, uh, ministry, and all that. So I had a wonderful experience there too. So did you always know that you wanted to be um, in the, I guess, become a pastor or be in that oh, yes. whole spiritual world? Always knew that? Uh, I started preaching probably around 15 under my dad. Uh, my dad uh, leadership. I was a youth minister for about 10 years at his church, the West Luxoma Church of Christ in Senatoria, Mississippi. Uh, and, and then I, uh, the church supported me and a lot of people wanted me to continue my Christian education. Uh, people don't know how important it is to be uh, professional, even in the ministry, mm -hmm. uh, to learn techniques of study habits and stuff. So uh, I, had a, I had a great experience from growing up. So I, I was passionate about it. My mom, before she died in 2005, that was a vision for me to go to uh, school for ministry. Uh, and so after she died, that was a motivation. And I think it was 2005. I think I went on to school in 2006 uh, to finish my education, and it was it was it was the best one of the best decisions I made. I enjoyed. It. I met a lot of people. Got to uh, preach all over the country, mm -hmm. uh, go different places I never would have experienced if I would have just stayed here. Right. Uh, you know, so I'm a preacher. Yes, I always wanted to be in the ministry. It's 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 my first love. <laughs> first love. So tell me about once you graduated college, did you immediately start preaching or was there another career uh, path for you? Okay. All right. All right. So I got to throw my, my, my marriage and, and, and dating life into this. All okay. Right? Well, throw that on me. <laughs> tell me about it. My wife is from Oxford, Mississippi, Akilah okay. Stokes. Uh, and she actually moved to Tampa uh, 
while I was in school and we, we were still friends. So uh, I actually went and, and, and proposed to her uh, while in my senior year. So I was looking for a church in Tampa, Florida. I was trying to get out there to the beach. Uh, <laughs> but however, however, my mentor, uh, Warren Blakeney Sr. started a church here in Memphis. And he asked me to, uh, since I'm from Memphis and I was moving back home anyway, uh, uh, to pastor the church there and uh, the Northeast Side Church of Christ in Barlett. We start off in a hotel over there off Poplar. Uh, now we, we're in our first building. We've been there for a few years now. Uh, so um, that's how I got established back in Memphis uh, through my ministry, uh, uh, which is a young church, uh, great church. Uh, and I love it because we, 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 we're very vibrant and, and, and the people are honest and they, they, they real, <laughs> they real, you know, that's what I like because I'm lively and I'm real. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's how I got back here to Memphis. Wow. And when you started preaching, um, was it an easy transition for you uh, since you are PK, following in the footsteps of your father? Was it, was it a very easy transition? Did you go through any challenges at all? Well, uh, my grandfather was a, a pastor my, uh, on both sides, my dad's biological father and his uh, stepfather. Uh, uh, so I, I come from a history of, of pastors. Uh, even those as uncles and relatives, so uh, it it was it was already in me, you know. It was it, there was some I think there were difficult difficulties when I began to learn uh, methods in college uh, compared to the upbringing of uh, of traditions. Uh, I began to learn uh, a lot of things that challenged what I already knew, and you have to you have to be teachable. Yeah. In any position, you must be teachable. Uh, anybody go in any job arrogant, thinking you know and all, think you're gonna change the world in one night. Uh, you, you'll learn quick when you're thrown out there in the field. Yeah. So the challenges was transforming into me, because what happened is most uh, preachers in, at the early stage, under somebody else uh, uh, tutelage, uh, often imitate somebody else. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you, you can hear in their prayers who they would come up with. Up under. You can hear in their preaching who they come up under. But eventually God going to direct you into being you yeah. and the uniqueness of you mm-hmm. in the position that you are. Mm-hmm. All right. Because God has a different mission. You might be in the same field, but your mission may be different. The same thing by being a mayor. Uh, I, 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 I've, I've watched and I paid attention as a commissioner. Uh, I met different mayors and uh, Don Hall and I, uh, Don Hall is running to be the first African-American mayor in Olive Branch. Uh, and they have, they have a, a record number of Democrats, just like we are in Horn Lake right now, a record number of minorities. And, and you've got to be teaching. You've got to be ready to learn. Well, you don't know everything, but you're willing to learn. All right? You're willing to learn. You're going to make mistakes, but the question is, can you own your mistakes? And when you own them, uh, wake up the next day and do better. Uh, and that's for any field. That's what we need. We need people who are honest uh, and they recognize their humanity, but they are powered by their God-given nature to lead. <laughs> I got you. Now, let me ask you this, Jimmy, because, um, you know, it, it's just so much going on in the world right now. Uh, so many social issues, uh, so many political issues. Um, I know that you said that you were challenged uh, when you learn certain methods 
from school, but you had to adapt and be teachable, like you said. Would you say that, or my question really is, how would you describe um, your pastoral methods? Would you say they're more traditional? Would you say they're a mixture, uh, a whole melting pot of things? How would you describe the way that you preach and pastor? Mm, uh, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in the Church of Christ. I'm, a, I'm more of a moderate, uh, uh, less traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm more of stick to Jesus, <laughs> leave all the other stuff, uh, the stuff we argue with and divide us. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's stop doing it, especially if they're man-made. Uh, let's, let's learn to love our neighbor as ourselves, no matter who they are, what they believe in. Treat your neighbor with love. You don't, we, you know, we can agree to disagree on a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, but we have, we have to love each other. We're different. Um, uh, uh, religion should influence. It shouldn't try to uh, take over and force everybody into uh, your belief. We should influence people by how we love one another mm-hmm. and how we love our neighbor. Uh, so when you get to, it, 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 it sort of take a lot of the denominationalism stuff uh, and say, y'all stop fight. The world needs. The, the, our savior not uh we, we we thank god that we're saved but we're not the the message he is <laughs> oh, hello. wow and you know what um right when the pandemic hit last year in march um i did my last studio interview with uh dr stacy spencer he was a guest on the podcast and, you know, it was just at that point in time, we didn't know a lot of things, how we would move forward. I think that they were approaching the whole virtual platform. Is that something that you had to transition to when the pandemic oh, hit? Oh, yes. Uh, if any, any pastor is honest, the pandemic was uh, scary. It was scary at first because most churches, uh, the center of what they do is, is, is around their assembly on Sunday or their ability to come together. Um, church, mo- a lot of churches, especially smaller churches, didn't have uh, people in place with uh, young people that know technology, know right. how to uh, go online. So a lot of churches have to adapt. Some couldn't. Mm-hmm. Some couldn't. Um, so it was survival mode in, in our humanity. Yes. But in, in, in divinity, God got this. You, you had to start telling yourself, God got this. Mm-hmm. God, God, in history, God is all His people always survive throughout history, dark ages up to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, throughout the word, we see pandemics. <laughs> God, people will always survive. Uh, bondage, we see God's people will always survive. He will always leave a remnant. Uh, so, uh, one thing I had to do was stop worrying about what wasn't in my hands. Uh, the pandemic is here. Whatever the symptoms of it, whatever the dangers of it. We, our job is to be faith leaders, inspire people in the midst of it. Uh, in quarantine, you're not alone. God is with you. Uh, we might not be to worship inside the building, but we can still spiritually gather online. We can assemble. Uh, and, and what happened is more people started joining online oh, than would have come in the, in, uh, in, in the building. Yeah. More people attended. They, when, when we first hit Facebook Live and Instagram, uh, all these like. Man, people are going to church all over the world. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. And you know, I think the pandemic scares so many of us. Of course, when we're scared, feeling fear, we lean on God, right? And right. It really pushed people towards God. And you know, it seems like 
you know, when we talk about the Bible, uh, talk about pandemics, you said we see a history of that. When the pandemic hit and even today, things that we are seeing that are happening, you know, some people say, oh, we're in the rapture. Oh, this was in Revelations. Do you relate some of the things that we're seeing in our world today to maybe the rapture or Revelations? I let God determine that. I let God be God. Uh, we, we just need to stick to our responsibility <laughs> that he gave us. Uh, we, we don't need to be trying to predict everything he's trying to do. Oh, there's so many predictors out there, especially online. <laughs> the question is, when it comes, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? No oh, man, no day, no the hour. Uh, so we need to stick to preparing people Mm -hmm. uh, to meet that God. All right. Cause a lot of people died in the pandemic. I did several funerals and still dying and still, yeah, dying. And still dying. Uh, so, um, we, we want to make sure that, uh, according to our faith, that people are ready to meet, uh, their God. That that's the message we should be preaching. You don't know. Uh, so whatever the times are, God tell us that there's an end. Uh, but what I'm going to focus on is making sure many people know them, as many people know them as possible. That's, yeah. that's my daily job, whether I'm the, uh, at church or I'm the mayor, uh, my faith still rules. <laughs> yes. And like, like I said, we, it's so many things happening in the world, uh, mass shootings just happening, targeting minorities, um, you know, as always. Right. Um, one of the big controversies now is this uh, vaccination. So many pharmacy companies are coming out with a new one. Um, you know, have you had the, the vaccine? Are, are you thinking? Yes, I am fully vaccinated. Okay. Yes. Which one did you get, Jimmy? Pfizer. Pfizer. And, and how, how did your experience go? Are you done? Was yeah, it done, done? done? Yeah, I, I, had, I had my last shot two weeks ago. So as of now, I, I'm, I'm officially uh, vaccinated. But it, it, I didn't have any reaction, any problem. Only thing you have is uh, a little pain from the shot, just like any other shot. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the second one I had it done in the other arm because I know my dad said uh, having it in the same place might have caused uh, some some more pain. But it it is it, different for different people, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're putting your faith in it when you do it. You don't uh, you know what's in it, just like you don't know what's in Tylenol. You take it. Uh, you don't you don't know what's in a lot of stuff. We we take our kids to get all these vaccinations when they're born. Uh, right. We don't even know the details of that. But, you know, so many people create all these uh, scenarios and these uh, theories. And mm -hmm. the thing is, uh, trust, trust your God. And, you know, and, you know, I don't believe in forcing people to go. I'm trying to encourage people mm -hmm. uh, to take it. But it's your choice. It is your body. It's your body. Uh, but, huh? I'm sorry. Do you feel more safe now that you've taken it? I mean, you know, because yes. you're running for Mayor Horn Lake. Yes. You have to get out there and shake some hands <laughs> or maybe, you know, do a bump because of social <laughs> Do you feel more safe now? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. The, the, the key is, is that you can still get, you can still catch the virus, uh, but it, it, it keep you from, ha uh, uh, the percentages are lower for you to go have to go into the hospital for emergency care. That's the key. Um, so when you're, when you, and one thing about me, I'm trying to campaign old school. I've knocked on 900 plus doors and, and, in, in less than six weeks, uh, I'm trying to meet people one-on-one. -on -one. I want, I want to get to know them and their concerns and their prayer. I don't want to just put a sign up on the side of the road. I want people to know inspiration and hope is on the way. So the only way to do that is to meet people. Right. All right. 
can meet people. So most people answer the door, they, they talk between their, their, uh, the, the glass doors and uh, some will come out, uh, we wear a mask. Uh, we do wear a mask when we go out. Uh, we try to keep six feet or more. Uh, and, 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 but the people appreciate somebody coming. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people said, I lived in Horn Lake for 30 years and no politician has never hey. knocked on my door. Okay, I didn't know uh, you were here that long, 30 years. Yeah, well, I haven't been here 30 years. The okay. people are saying that lived here. Okay, I live in the city. Uh, I've been here 30 years. Nobody ever knocked on my door. Nobody ever wanted to hear my concerns. Okay. Uh, and when you go across the city, people have some of the same concerns. Yes. <laughs> right. And speaking of concerns, um, you are the city planning commissioner for Ward 5. Yes. Um, how long have you been in this role, Jimmy? Four years, going on four years now under LaShonda Johnson. Johnson, the first African-American alderman of Horn Lake. Uh, she was elected four years ago. Alder woman. I told oh, we're going to change that language. You're right, you're right. <laughs> when a woman is in position, say alder woman. Yes. Uh, uh, so uh, she, she, she trusted me with that position, appointed position. Mm -hmm. And I had a great experience of getting to know the city. I bet uh, you did. And, and, and I wish more people, especially minorities, if they show up at these meetings and start learning what was going on, I actually have a plan to try to get more, more minorities to the table, just to come to the city meetings mm -hmm. and see what's going on in your city. Um, and, and you will find out you need to vote. <laughs> you need to vote on April 6th in the primary, June the 8th uh, for the general. Because if you're not, if your voice is not heard and you are not fair, your concerns get skipped. Right. And what would you say are the top three main concerns of the citizens of Horn Lake, Jimmy? Roads. Uh, we have a lot of potholes. Mm -hmm. A lot of potholes. We we uh, we need uh, finances from MDOT, uh, and we need to grow our business community so where we don't have to always depend on grants to do what we need to do. Uh, number two, um, uh, lack of police presence. Uh, we we're actually one of the top. Uh, we have moved to being a, a what number three or four and safety in the city, but our, our, our police presence, has, presence in the communities have went down due to shortage of officers. We're like 15 officers short on, on the staff, so you don't see as much community policing as you would like. Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what's happening is kids are speeding through neighborhoods uh, where kids play. Mm -hmm. um, people run stop signs on a regular and, and people are concerned about the safety uh, in their community. Uh, another thing is uh, the people are tired of hearing the city has no money. And every time we want something or need something, uh, the city don't have money. And the question is why? So uh, Horn Lake has an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. All right. Horn Lake wants to remain what that we were used to 20 plus years ago. Uh, but the city dynamics and geographics has changed so much over the past 20 years. Uh, all the surrounding cities have poured in, into Horn Lake. We have a lot of first time first uh, time uh, homeowners uh, homes. Uh, uh, so you have a, a great diverse community, but what you don't have is someone in office that can manage that and speak for that. So when you look at businesses and what kind of businesses this community would want, uh, you don't have people in office that are making decisions saying, hey, this is what the community would like. So most of the money and finance where people shop, they go across the bridge. They go across the bridge um, and, and we need to bring businesses that are keep money here in Horn Lake. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. All right. So that's one of the people's concern. If I want to go on a nice date with my wife, you know, uh, Texas Roadhouse is good, but I can't, I can't make that my only choice. You know, right. <laughs> this is a great, great place, but I like a red lobster. You know, I want to go across the bridge. You know, I want right to go across to, the bridge. I want to go to Houston. You know, uh, I want one of those upscale dinners, you know, for a change. Yeah. So that's what we're, we want to bring to Horn Lake. We want to bring options that make the city proud. We want, we want more than gas stations and car washes coming and knocking on our door. And we want to go get the businesses we want. We don't want to wait on them. We want to be aggressive. And we want to have a vision for the city of how to grow the economics so that Horn Lake don't have to always depend on the grant. Grants are good now. Don't get me wrong. They're good. But sometimes you have immediate needs that you need to finance, and we need to be able to do that under better leadership. You know what? I remember um, when I met my husband, he's from Batesville, Mississippi, and I lived in Memphis. And, you know, we were getting serious, and I was like, well, what's up? You know, we wanted to move in together. I was like, well, I know DeSoto County right there. That's kind of like an in-between <laughs> for both of us. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to get familiar with DeSoto County um, immediately in South Haven initially. But since then, that's like, I would say over about 20 years ago, I've seen DeSoto County grow substantially. And like you mentioned, we always talking about, as far as the cities in DeSoto County, South Haven, Olive Branch, you never hear Horn Lake <laughs> in, in, in the conversation. So I know you're planning to do something to make that different, right, Jimmy? Yes, yes. We, we have to get more press conference on the great things going on in Horn Lake. We have to. You know, uh, we have one of the, uh, matter of fact, when you look at the Mississippi Crime Index, Horn Lake is safer than its neighboring cities. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, uh, as far as diversity, we have the most diverse city in DeSoto County. Uh, when you look at uh, the average income, and, 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 and we, we're a little low, but that there's this stigma out here that Horn Lake is the hood. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to change that because we're not the hood. Right. And, and if, if, as long as they keep pointing to our minds, we believe this stuff. We're, we're better. We're, we're, we're not that. We, we, now, now, I'm from the hood. Now, don't get, don't get it twisted. <laughs> but I think this city deserves a little bit more respect in the subtle County than it gets. How did Horn Lake get stuck with that stigma anyway, the hood? Well, you know, people sometimes don't like change, uh, but this city naturally changed through progression of the neighboring cities and that progression came here in the 90s. So right. people start moving here. Minorities start moving here. Uh, we, we do need to clean up our city. We do uh, need to do a lot of things. Every city have opportunities. Mm -hmm. Every city have opportunities. Uh, but I, 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 don't, I don't like the fact that people say, oh, I like the hood. No, we're, we're, right. we're the 10th largest city. Uh, we're the number 10 when it comes to size population in Mississippi. We, we do have an opportunity being right outside of Memphis for great growth and, uh, uh, and partnership with cities surrounding us mm -hmm. to help with that. Uh, if we build our economy, we have several opportunities. I ain't going to reveal all my, all my moves yet. I can't reveal everything. I got some stuff. I, I'm going I'm to save it for the general election. <laughs> but we have a lot of opportunities. Uh, and, and I want to make sure we get highlighted for our kids and their success in 
Horn Lake High School. Uh, part of our, a lot of our kids go to Lake Cormorant, uh, Cormorant over and Ward 6. And, uh, you know, so we need to highlight that stuff. Uh, we, we got things, a lot of good things going on. We have opportunities, but we have good things going on too. So I, I want to challenge anybody to say that again. Uh, a new mayor is on the way that they okay. won't tolerate it. And you, and, and you will, because I'm going to claim it for you, be the first Black mayor of Horn Lake. Is that correct? That is correct. And so with that being said, I know that this entire process of running for mayor, being a Black man, has come with some opposition. Can you speak to that? Ah, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, 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 it does make some nervous. You know, like I said, Horn Lake is very diverse, so you have different political views. You have different views of when it comes to social standings. Uh, you have different views when it comes to religious standings. And all that can create, especially with national politics now, it can put fear uh, into people, especially party-based stuff. Um, so when you look at that, there, there, are, there, there may be a little bit of showing of voter suppression. Yeah. Uh, of course, I put up a lot of my large signs and received an email from the city uh, city clerk that uh, uh, anybody without a primary can't put their signs up. Mm -hmm. uh, however, uh, the city code does not speak to primary general. It says any election, we can put out our signs 45 days before. Uh, and I'm on the primary ballot. Mm -hmm. uh, so I believe that was a threat that has uh, no backing to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but however, uh, I have things in place to deal with it as needed. I don't think they want to go there, but uh, I'm so very you intelligent. You can keep them big signs up, right? You can keep them signs up, right? Uh, they're going back. I took them down due to a conflict, but okay. they're going back up. And, okay. and, and, and if they take them down, uh, they will uh, legally have some problems. So I just pray. I just pray that this city have a clean election for all of us. Let the people decide. Let the people decide who they want in office. And let's show respect. Let's, let's, show, let's, show, let's show that Horn Lake is a city that's better even and then our national politics are. Let's show that we can do things together and we can be unified. We can and hold us accountable if, once we get in office. Hold us accountable to, to the things we're promising, the things we're saying. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind that. I'm, I want to serve the city. I want to serve the city. And, and I have, I'm already a pastor. I, I believe in serving leadership. I'm here for the people. Uh, I, I want an office that's open to people. I don't care where you come from. Um, to, we have some crime issues with, with drive-by shootings. I'm not afraid to meet with gang members. I'm not afraid of that. Uh, a lot of times these young men need uh, a hope and somebody help guide them in the right direction. I want to mentor youth. Mm -hmm. You know, I want, I want them to see one day, I'm a once I win this election, one day I'm going to leave this. I want somebody ready mm -hmm. that, that, that understand the same opportunities God gave me, he'll give you. Yes. And, yeah, so we need to inspire our kids. We don't need to be looking to lock them up on, on every, every uh, the first crimes. And yeah, they need to be held accountable for what they do. And we need to support the laws. Uh, but we need to create opportunities to do crime prevention. Uh, and, and that's what we need right now in Horn Lake. Somebody who understands these things, yeah. uh, who can relate. The average age in Horn Lake is 33. That's these are new families. Yeah. These yeah. are new families. These are people looking for opportunity. And they just need somebody to give them. People move here and they leave within five to six years. Uh, these rental homes are popping up everywhere. <laughs> we know because we have good neighbors that left this, 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 this street. 
Yeah. It's all over the city. So we need to help people not just live in Horn Lake, but make Horn Lake their home. Mm-hmm. Plan you for your great, be grandparents here. Okay. Yeah. I can wait a little longer, though. I know you can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? I- I'm glad that you mentioned the youth because that is a demographic uh, that you know, people are wondering, how do you reach them? Let's talk about being 18, being able to vote, you know, like what specifically are you doing to reach that demo in this election? Okay, well, let them know, I understand. Uh, I've been a young person. I'm not one of those adults who, uh, that have forgotten my youthfulness, the foolishness, the the ignorance and stuff that I did, the times of rebellion. you know, all of us been through it. The kids need to know they can relate. They can hit somebody will listen. Uh, we met we met some of Horn Lake starting football players and walking one neighborhood, and and we sat there and talked to them. And most of them were 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 fatherless sons. Uh, you know, fathers went in the picture, and to sit there and talk to a man that looked like them uh, and relate to them. And uh, one of them, I got a video where I raced one of them. You know, I I, I still think I got it. You know, I'm recording. <laughs> But I, I'm out there racing them. I'm relating to them, connecting with them. They're gonna, they know I'm gonna be at their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know I, I wanna, I wanna eat lunch. I'm telling them I wanna eat lunch with every school, once a month. Uh, I'm planning on keeping that once a month. Just the mayors show up and eat the lunch, eat the pizza. Oh yeah, I could, I remember that pizza didn't have a whole lot on it. I like pizza, but I would come in there <laughs> and eat that pizza and just to hang out with the kids so that they're, one of the issues I'm here, if people don't know who the, their leaders are in the city, they don't even know them. Right. I want to make sure that the kids know you have a mayor that's going to be pushing for you and the things you need. Open up uh, mentorships for in the summer with our city business. You want to be a lawyer, I want a law firm to let you come in or in your junior, junior senior year. Okay. And be and be able to uh, 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 walk alongside of a lawyer. So before you go sign that loan, you'll know you have some kind of experience of of, of spending the summer with that. You want to go into management? We have Kroger, we have uh, Aldi's, we have Walmart. Uh, guess what? You can go walk a few hours a, a day during the summer and spend time with those managers. That's the kind of things I want to do for you before you go sign a loan. Right. Uh, the one that's going to be overbearing. <laughs> Hard to get rid of. <laughs> and they're going to harass you every day to pay your student loan. That's true. Uh, so at least you get to know what you're going into. And I'm looking forward to working with the school system. I'm looking forward to improving our parks. Uh, we have Latimer Park. Uh, and we have a lot of baseball teams that come to our city and, and we're competing with our next neighboring cities and having these uh, baseball uh, events throughout the year. Uh, so we have to have uh, upkeep uh, on these uh, parks. Now, if you look at it, we have community parks. A lot of these community parks have been abandoned. Yeah. I mean, literally abandoned. You go, as a matter of fact, some neighbors want, want them closed down because they're not being kept. Uh, uh, you go over, I think it's Ward number two, there's a community park. Uh, it, it, it just looked like a, 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 a neglected field. <laughs> Uh, so we, these are the places where kids should be able to go down the street mm-hmm. uh, in their neighborhoods and go outside and play and be safe. Uh, mm-hmm. It should be lit up at night so that, they, that, you know, that, that we can see what's going on. You know, crime don't happen where there's a lot of light. That's been proven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it limits. So we, we have a lot of opportunities, and, and we got a lot of ways we can support parents that are single. Um, uh, my wife was a single mother with two kids, you know, so... Uh, when I became a stepfather of two, 
uh, one, one was graduating and one was still in high school, <laughs> you know. So, so I got to see a lot of those, the, the history mm -hmm. of a single mother's challenge. So we want to provide leadership that can mentor kids and relate to them, relate to them. And the Democratic Party, when they asked me to run for mayor, I, I was going to do it soon. I just didn't think it would be this soon. When I look at everything and talk to my wife, talk to the church, uh, this was the perfect time. Uh, I, I was going to wait with the pandemic and all that going on, but you know what? Sometimes God throw you in it at the right time. Amen. And they asked me to run, and I told them I want candidates running for office for every position. We have candidates for the first time in history running for office. People are not going to walk in office unopposed okay. uh, as we used to. And we have more minorities, men and women, young and old, uh, five African-Americans running. Three whites, one Hispanic. I mean, look at what's going on in Horn Lake. Uh, if you don't show up now, <laughs> I don't know what would make you. April the 6th, the, the, the primary election, I want you to show up. Even though I don't have a primary, come in there and vote for me and, and, and pick your Democrat. We have two primaries. Pick. And a statement that you have a voice. And, then on, and on June the 8th, it's on. It is on. That would be the day. I told we might ever have a barbecue in the park. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we need to. June 8th is the general election. General election. And, and, general and election. As you stated before, um, out of the population here, only a small percentage come out and vote. We need to get these people out to vote. Correct. Correct. 2,000 people. We, we have 16,000 plus registered voters. In a city election, only 2,000 people normally vote. 2,000 people have made the decision in this city over the years. Uh, the, the last time the mayor mayor had a uh, opponent, he won with fourteen hundred votes. Yes, fourteen hundred votes out of sixteen thousand citizens. Now, now uh, that means people. Now that when I say voter suppression, a lot of times they don't put dates out on the election. They uh, one thing about my signs that I have up, it has my face on it, and it has the dates yeah. for people to know what's going on when to vote. If you look at a lot of signs throughout the city, they don't have dates. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you what part of that. Yeah, All right? Do your homework. They do your homework. So when you get to the polls, guess what? It's going to say D or R or I. <laughs> All right? Pay attention. Uh, uh, know who you're voting for. Right. Uh, but the main thing is show up. Show up, Horn Lake. Let's get woke now. That's right. June 8th is the big day. I'm going to do my part and get these people out here. Hopefully this podcast will inspire some of the citizens to get out there and vote. Um, verbally effective audience. If you know someone that lives in Horn Lake, make sure you get them out to vote on June 8th for the general election, even the primary on April 6th, if, if, if they would like, but definitely the general on June 8th and vote Jimmy Stokes. Well, Jimmy, I have enjoyed you today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. We've learned so much about you. It sounds that you it sounds like you have a concrete plan to move Horn Lake forward. I'm proud of you. And if you need my help with anything, just let me know, Jimmy. You know, we already discussed one, and I think yeah. we have a legit date. And I, I can't <laughs> I can't put everything out right now, but you right. know, when it happened, it's it's gonna be on and on and, and popping. Oh, this popping. But this, this Sunday, we will be out doing a visibility uh, at Melanie's Hair Studio here on Goodman. We're going to be out, all the candidates, and, and just letting people know, letting them know 
that that yeah. guess what? Get out and vote. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure they keep seeing it. All our names. I, I we have a whole team, and I want I want every one of us to get an office. Oh, I'm I'm excited. I'm just excited. Right. I can tell you're excited. I can tell. I'm happy for you, Jimmy. And I just have a feeling that you are gonna be the winner. <laughs> so claim it. Yes. And you know, like you said, uh, implement that change that we need. Then. We're gonna hold you accountable as well, Jimmy. I, 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 that's what I—that's how I live my life, being held accountable for being a servant yes, uh, to sir. God's people and 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 now to the people of Horn Lake. And I'm gonna give it my best. That's all I'm gonna tell. You. I'm gonna give it my best under God's ability. I believe we're gonna make some major changes and we're gonna do some great things that that can change the that bring a history to Horn Lake that people would never forget about. Amen. Now, how can someone that wants to help um, your campaign or just keep up with what you're doing, how can they get in touch with you? Give them your social media uh, platforms and, you know, any information where people can get in contact with you, Jimmy. Facebook and Instagram, Jimmy Stokes for Mayor. At Jimmy Stokes for Mayor. Um, I'd also have a website that they can go to, uh, jimmystokesformayor.com. There you also be able to donate. You can volunteer. Um, and, and even you have you have information of voter registration on there. You see my, my platform on there, what I'm running for. You can get to know a lot about me. Uh, also, if you want to donate, you can do Cash App. Cash App, uh, money sign Stokes for FOR Mayor. You can give Cash App, text to give 662 243 Uh You can text give and it'll give you your options. And like I said, you can also go to my website. But Cash App is the best one because if oh, I, I love if if I wait a couple of days, they don't take nothing. <laughs> that, that's city management. You hear that? Y'all hear that? I hear that. I'm a big advocate of cash out. Well, thank you so much, Jimmy Stokes. I wish you nothing but the best. It's on and popping in that general election on June 8th. I'll be there, and I'm bringing everybody I know that live out here as well. Oh, I want to see lines like like Esther had here. And okay, yes. When he, when he won, he had more votes than Joe Biden, Esther did. See? Hillary won in Horn Lake. Obama won in Horn Lake. Yes. Horn Lake, it's time to do it on the municipal level. Let's do it. Yes, it is. Show up. We're going to show up. Thank you so much, Jimmy Stokes. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best again. And you're going to be our new mayor in Horn Lake. I can't wait. I can't. <laughs> you so All right. You're welcome.